Welcome, welcome, welcome to Daily Musing Podcast. I'm your host, JP Hummingbird, and for the next hour or so, I'm going to lead you through the wild world of uh, the thoughts that pass by. It's been a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful three days. And uh, I can't really explain why. Happiness is so transitory. <laughs> That's a bit posh, isn't it? <laughs> a bit of a posh word. But it really is, it's just, it's a complete mystery to me. And I have no, yeah, you can't make yourself happy. I figured that out. <laughs> Happiness is like a gift that comes uh and there's no, it's a complete mystery for me. It's a complete, it's a miracle and a mystery. And, uh, yeah, I heard that somewhere recently. From, a, I think, it, where was that? Maybe yesterday, the day before. Yes, just, the holiday started and, went from full power work mode to just, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to come up with reasons why. Basically, just been pretty much miserable for maybe two weeks, but in, in like a way, like quite a contented way, but, but not, like nothing was, nothing felt right, nothing felt, uh, I was absorbed in things, uh, but nothing felt great. I don't think, yeah, I don't know. But the last three, four days, the veil, just the sh the, the clouds lifted, and uh, which is <laughs> ironic because it's actually been cloudy and raining and. I don't know, maybe I have finally become uh, full English. <laughs> My body responds very well to, to the temperate climate. Uh, yeah, the start of the holiday, it was so, there was this heat wave and it was just horrendous. Uh, God damn, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. I'm, I'm just starting. I'm rambling. So, <laughs> what was it I heard? I think it was. I don't know. Yesterday I woke up, and I was just sort of. <clears throat> I don't know how to frame. I don't know how to frame all this. Uh, I feel like there's this battle between my, there's the lower me and there's the higher me. And whether that's the right category, I mean, in terms of sort of thinking or in terms of, yeah, there's, there's definitely higher pursuits, isn't there, in life? Uh, or is there? I don't know. Say the pursuit of, Art and beauty, surely that must be some higher form. And then there's the base, lower forms of, you know, sort of fast, quick fix, quick fleeting, fleeting moments of sort of, I'll use the word joy, or just, I don't know, maybe just, you can trick yourself, you can use your adrenaline to trick yourself into thinking that you're alive, you know. But really, those short jolts and and then sort of slovenly periods in between, they're not it's not the way to go, is it? I think there is a higher way to be where you where you're striving for something good. And 
and then as a result or as a byproduct of that striving then you might get glimpses of actual happiness I think stri striving for happiness is futile I tried it <laughs> maybe a sort of five I definitely had a five year spell of just roaming around Asia mainly India and just looking or just trying to do whatever sort of made me happy but you can't make yourself happy <laughs> yeah but I think these I might have picked definitely when I'm in a slump I don't know how do you feel like I use the word slump I don't want to say a depression a depression because I don't think I don't I don't believe it's that anymore but a definite a slump you know where just things are not on point or I don't know <laughs> What am I trying to get to? But yeah, so I was li listening to this two and a half hour debate between, who was it? Jordan Peterson and Slavaj, Slavoj Zizek is this very charismatic uh, I think he's Slovakian philosopher uh, like a, he is <laughs> I guess you could say he's the old left <laughs> and if Peterson's class as well as old right he's old left but he was very very engaging and uh, I don't know they touched on this point about I think these sort of ideas about happiness as a byproduct, you know, you can't chase it. And what is, yeah, sorry, that doesn't make any sense. So yeah, from there, what was it? So it was my perfect day, yeah? I think I wrote this down somewhere, let's have a look. I can't, it's just, oh, such a perfect day. And for me, and yeah, what's the difference between loneliness and solitude? I feel like when I was in a slump, it was like you could, I could say, oh, I felt lonely. And maybe that's the maybe that's causing it. And then the the days of joy, it's like you're not lonely anymore. You're in solitude, but in solitude, and but totally different. And it just shows it just reinforces the this idea of the mysterious and miraculous nature of happiness. Uh, Uh, yeah, so <laughs> oh man, I'm all over the place more than normal. So yeah, when I was another another thing that I noticed when I was in this slump of just low mood. I don't know what it what you'd call it, but. I, yeah, recently I'd, I'd been, someone gave me a television as a gift uh, and I was reluctant to accept it and and then I did because I wanted to watch the Euros uh, and the Euros were just, they were very, it was a lot of fun and
but the Euro is finished and the TV is still here and uh, I was thinking I've got to get rid of this and then the Olympics started and the Olympics are just oh I don't know what it they're just magnificent aren't they it's the just the passion of it and, and the but yeah this the TV is this one eyed monster and it sucks you in and yeah I've always seen I've always had this with the TV I see the TV as like I don't know The vision of people sitting in front of TVs, to me, it feels, it doesn't feel like the way forward. It feels like stasis. It feels like sadness. And, uh, huh. I don't know if you can hear that. There's some children playing outside. That's a sweet, sweet noise. A little laughter. Reminds me of growing up, my my bedroom growing up used to back onto, there used to be a school behind us and if you was in, in the daytime you'd hear them coming out for break and playing and laughing and running around and it's just a sweet, sweet sound. Yeah, so the Olympics, just uh, really drawn in by it and loving the intensity of it and the... Just watching these incredible, extraordinary, ordinary people. Just normal people, but with exceptional abilities and, and just, you know, beautiful frames uh, and just competing in, in a... In a in a humble and meaningful way. Uh, very enjoyable. <laughs> Some of the highlights was, uh, the high, I think the high jump is probably my favorite event. Uh, I don't know if it's because I used to do it, but it's just such a wild, it's like you're aiming you're literally aiming for the highest point. <laughs> it's almost like, yeah, it's a, it's a very noble pursuit in that sense. And it's very lonely pursuit. You're all alone, just you and the bar. And you have to time everything right. You have to, you can't use brute force. It has to be, you can't be just a, like, if you're a sprinter, you know, if you put on mass, muscle mass, and and you train powerfully, you, you, you're going to have success, you know, as long as you've got that baseline talent. Whereas with the high jump, it's just, it's more subtle. There's more, you have to have, you have to be strong and long and flexible and, and lithe, and you have to, you have to be able to engage with the crowd and then ignore them. And then focus on the bar and just incredible event. I was always drawn. So this this year, who was in the men's? There was uh, Tamberi, the Italian, who's an absolute. <laughs> he's he's a bit. He's an absolute nutcase, mad as a box of frogs which is quite normal when you've got Italian blood. But, you know, I'd seen him before competing and he'd it, 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 it have a beard, but he'd shave half of it off or a moustache, shave half of it off and just looked insane uh, and very sort of sporadic. And But this, this year he looked, all he had was some, he, he just had some dodgy socks on. That was it. And you thought, ah, oh, maybe he's focused because he'd, He'd recovered from an Achilles injury, which can usually end careers, you know. And uh, he even had his cast signed and left on the floor. Just just insane shit. But he looked focused and, uh, 
and just just jumping perfectly. And he was competing. Uh, he was just neck and neck with the with the uh, the Qatari jumper. I forgot his name. Barim, I think. And just who's smooth. He he reminds me of. He's like a. Reminds me a bit of Sotomayor, who's the the all time greatest high jumper. Uh, he's a beautiful athlete, man. absolute. But Cuban athletes just there's something special about them. So it's unfair to compare, but you know, and he he's always like he's like the smooth criminal man. He, he wears shades. He jumps in shades. Every time he leaps over, his shades fall off. He has to pick them up, put them back on. I've I've no idea why he does that, but that's what I love the quirks of it. Uh, and so they're neck and neck, and and they both fail this last jump, and then uh, the judge is like, "What is the judge?" Yeah, so the, they're saying, "All right, we're doing a count back." There's the options are you can you. You can have a jump off, and then the Qatari guy's like, "Can we share? Can we have a go?" And then he's like, "Yeah, this is possible." And then he just turns around to the Italian, and they ta- and and they just like, they just clap hands and just, oh, and and just Gianmarco goes absolutely nuts and just leaps on him, and he's and he's rolling around on the floor, and it reminds me of like a Will Ferrell sketch. Talladega Nights where he's just like <laughs> but this, the joy uh, yeah, I just thought it was beautiful I had a few, a few friends of mine who just sort of like oh you know oh they should have had a jump off and all that and I'm just like to, to who, who get, I couldn't to see two people share that joy it's just beautiful I, don't, I couldn't care less about uh, I mean, God, how depressing would that be to have to lower the bar to raise the bar up <laughs> and then lower it back down? Oh, that would be awful. Just the, <laughs> just defeat. The high jump is like, I don't know, man. It's sort of pseudo religious. It's like, yeah, you're just aiming for your higher self, literally. reminds me of the, the the women's final was today that was two amazing women well, it was an Australian called Nicola McDermott and her face when she jumped she, she, at the start she'd clap for the audience and then she'd turn she'd sort of turn around her hands in the air eyes just face smiling like you know this sort of look of rapture on her face just like a what do they call it? I think the Greek, what the Greeks call it. Yeah, is it rapture? You know, that sort of, just looking up, sort of it. <laughs> and she'd jump from the, she'd come from the left side, so she'd jump off the right foot, uh, which is, I think, you know, most people would take, come off the left. But her technique was beautiful. And, uh yeah. You have to have absolute faith. You can't to clear the bar, you know. And uh, yeah, she looked exceptional. But and then, but then you saw that then. But this Russian Maria Las Las uh, skin or just absolute perfection. The technique was immaculate. And I mean these. Yeah, their bodies are like they're like supermodel bodies, you know, tall, lithe, and just. But her her focus was completely different. She was very in internal, and just carried a quietness about her. But she was just graceful and immaculate, like Russian ballerinas, you know. Uh, and then at the end of it, when she won, just then the sort of wall broke down, and she was just. On her knees, hand, head in her hands, and just those long hands, just crying. And the Australian girl was crying. 
if she was sad or joyful. I think it was just the joy of the whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting a bit carried away. But when you can jump over two meters, Jesus, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, that was uh, special. But a lot of spe- saw a lot of special things. Uh, so yeah, there's there's the there's the joy of watching the Olympics, but also the sort of just knowing that I'm getting sucked in by the one-eyed monster and just like, oh, I need to curtail this. I need to hold back. I'd like fall asleep watching it wake up, put it back on because uh, of the time difference with Tokyo and stuff yeah now I'm just sort of watching it when I can and trying to get back to it. oh yeah the good news is I've started reading again that's lifted my spirits massively I've decided to delve into uh, Hemingway I've visited Hemingway briefly a few times in the past and just never really connected. And uh, and I knew it was, it was the fault was mine because you can't... I just... His reputation is so immense. Uh, so I've dived... I looked up which books I should read first and I've dived headlong into uh, Hemingway. The Sun Also Rises. I started reading that. It just gets me excited, man. And this, he's talking about Spain. and oh, All the books I seem to get engrossed in this past six months or whatever, they've all been like... Yeah, just Spain has been there. I guess I'm going to have to go there. All, all signs are pointing to San Sebastian. I watched this this program about San Sebastian, the food, different places to eat, and it looked just magical. And uh, and it's in the Basque country in the mountains. And I think, yeah, man, like, probably the air would be cooler there. And uh, and then I'm reading Hemingway, and he's. And San Sebastian comes up, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I wonder if I'll make it there at some point. But Hemingway, yeah, just the, the very uh, economical writer, very compact. Um, I don't know, I'm, I guess I'm just repeating cliches here, but I just. What I like about it is it. My first impressions: he's obsessed with fishing. <laughs> he's obsessed with fishing, drinking, and bullfighting. It's it's an unusual combination. Uh, very machismo. But I really like the dialogue that he, the way he writes dialogue, it sounds really authentic. Uh, yeah, people sort of you know people drinking. It's quite hedonistic trips they're on, and people step and overstep, and and then obfuscate and cut out details, and then out of hell, you know, just cut people off, and it's interesting. The I minute mean, it just seems like life. <laughs> it seems like life is just the pursuit of drunkenness. <laughs> Constantly drinking wine. Uh, what was that scene I loved? They're heading up him and uh, the guy. There's him and this guy. I forgot his name now. But they're heading to uh, the main character is Jake. But I'm assuming it's sort of pseudo autobiographical, maybe. But uh, yeah, they're heading up to go fishing and. They're on this coach with a with a with with a load of peasants. I use the word peasants because I don't know. That's the word he used, and 
Yeah, just sharing wine, these bags of wine, <laughs> leather pouches of wine. And he's trying to offer them drinks and they're like, no, no, no. And they're insisting that he takes the drinks. And oh, just, it, it made, it just reminded me, it just spurred some beautiful memories. I remember being on a bus crossing the Egyptian desert to, uh, where was we? I was going from, I say I, oh, we, I was with, I was with a woman who I was very much in love with and she was in love with me and or it was coming to the end of or that yeah, it was coming to the end of that. Or I, I don't know if it I don't know if I'd fallen out of love, I just knew that it was gonna end and and I had to end it, and yeah. But we went on this trip to Egypt anyway, and and it was beautiful. Uh, and just crossing this Egyptian desert to, you know, try, going to the Black Sea. I can't remember where it was from now. Luxor, maybe you know, Luxor. Oh yeah, under this resort in Luxor, it was just. Overwhelmed, it was just overbearing. So we just got on this bus, headed to the Black Sea, and just with, just with locals. And remember, this this guy started talking to us, and he was a, a fuel engineer or something for for an airline. And he, and when we stopped, he he insisted that we come off, and he'd take us to get some falafel, and he'd just buy on his falafel and being just so hospitable and and sort of just that beautiful culture of just like openness and shit just trying to what is it like what am I trying to say when a traveller knocks on your door you, you have to look after them you open your door and you look after them and yeah you get that experience of that yeah really beautiful also reminded me of India you know you go on train journeys in India are fantastic you always end up eating with whoever's around you and sharing food and just this humble sort of hospitality it's just very beautiful and uh, yeah in this Hemingway there's a lot of that quite enjoyed that slowly it's getting more you're seeing the complications arising. There's this woman, Brett, who's like this alpha female. <laughs> he's just this British upper class kind of woman who's in the middle of it. And just everybody adores her. And the sort of story swirls around her. She's engaged to somebody. This is a guy, Mike, who's just, who's just an English constantly drunk, uh, and just, but, yeah, interesting. I'll, I'll be interested to see how it unfolds, but it's quite entertaining reading it. It's just, when you, I can't, there's not many things I, I find more engaging than when I find, when you find a good book, or just, good book, that sounds too, uh, it's not enough, is it, to say that? I don't know. When literature, when you connect with literature, it really lights up everything. It lights up uh, just to the just dark recesses of yeah. <laughs> when I'm reading, things are going well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, where are all my notes? <laughs> oh, I think I put this. I think I might have recorded my perfect day on my phone. 
Let's have a listen. Perfect day of solitude. Fear and loathing is how I put it. <laughs> there was just just <laughs> there was an element of agoraphobia. Just didn't want to leave the house. Didn't want to answer the phone. Uh, a contented misery. The last two days have just everything's cleared up, man. Today we so I'm walking along a canal, that's why it's windy. I'm hoping you can hear this, but if not, this is going to be a shit section. Today was my birthday day. It was like an old Grandpa Jack day. Ah, oh, rest in peace, Grandpa Jack. Oh, a prolific walker. Uh, an absolute Viking of the North. Uh, he just, yeah, always out, always active. I've been just wallowing in my higher self. Uh, two hours. <laughs> wallowing in my higher self. <laughs> hours of. I listened to a two and a half hour philosophical debate this morning. Hey, we touched on that. Cup of coffee. Oh, yeah, I've started drinking coffee again. I've had about two months off coffee. And while I was working, that was, it was, it kind of worked really well. Uh, I was kind of sleeping better. Amazing. I love these, th just test, just seeing what happens when you quit certain things or change your routine. Uh, so, <laughs> maybe we'll touch on it later, but obviously I've, so I'm back on coffee. But I've started fasting instead, so... I just have an eating window now between 4 and 9 p.m. And the time now is 9.23 for your information. And then, <clears throat> yeah, I went for a walk, fasting as well, so I feel head's clear, body's clear. Stopped for another coffee around noon, it just fueled me for the, all down the nice parts of the canals. Ended up on the nice part of town, just sitting every now and then I'd stop and read some more Hemingway. And then I stopped in Bantock Park, which is like a lovely middle class thing. I was thinking, oh, I might bring my old days here and then listen to Simon Armitage in his shed talking to J.K. Rowling. Oh, Simon Armitage, I forgot about that. So yeah, I stopped at this Bantock park which well, it's irrelevant to know but Simon Armitage is the poet laureate for in the UK at the moment and he is uh, a beautiful man he's a, again another great man of the north and he does a podcast called uh, in the poets shared or some yeah and he interviews famous or pseudo-famous literary people that of interest. Uh, but he does an amazing... He does it in such a warm and lovely, amazing way. Uh, and let me give you a... I'll give you a quick example of one of his... So he... he I think I've, sp I've spoke about him before, but... So he's been doing this thing where he's writing these... Hey, so before he was writing, a, he was translating an old poem, this last series, and now he's writing little haikus. Uh, so what did he... Oh, yeah, so he's talking to J.K. Rowling. Hey, let's just have a quick listen to see what I say here, I don't know. Absolutely lovely. Wrote this beautiful haiku for her. She was smitten. Uh, and then I've just I'm walking home, stopped for a let's pause you there, let's pause that previous version of myself there it's interesting listening amazing what you forget or what disappears into the recess of your mind and uh, to listen back to that is quite useful I might do more of that so 
Yeah, he's writing the, um, he's writing these haikus for the guests who come on and a haiku in English. Or like a sorry, obviously they're they're a Japanese traditional poems, but not so in England normally the the structure is like a f- seventeen syllable little poem. Like a five seven five three lines, just intense short poems. Uh usually sort of nature is involved. Uh so he wrote this one for J.K. Rowling, who was obviously the Harry Potter lady. I've never actually read Harry Potter. Uh, and no intention of reading either. I don't know. And then there's the those films. I don't, I've never liked the films either. <laughs> I've never watched them. Or I've seen bits of them, but it's just I don't like the style of the way they're made. Uh, <laughs> whether that's... <laughs> Yeah, enough of that onward. So for, he wrote this one for J.K. Rowling. Morning's conjurer whips back the dark sheet of night. Hey presto, foxglove. <laughs> Lovely, isn't it? But he'd read it like, <laughs> see if I can do the accent. Morning's conjurer whips back the dark sheet of night. Hey presto. <laughs> Foxglove. <laughs> oh no, I've killed it. Apologies. <clears throat> Let's have. I think I, I've, I wrote some haikus. Must I, I was sitting at the top of the hill today, and I wrote a few. What's this one? City Archives. High upon a hill with the noise of the city, a porcelain wolf. <laughs> ah, terrible. What's this one? I wrote one here for Becca, it's called. Skipping idly from one branch to another. Land ahoy, my dear. <laughs> Not very good, are they? But you've got to. uh, (laughs) So difficult to write. I I mean, yeah, I do these things very quickly. Anyway, have a listen. What what else? Jamaican spot had steak, fish, Ah. rice, peas, veg. Just living like a normal person, unbelievable. I never thought that would ever be possible. But yeah, brilliant. Just walking home now, where I can just sit and read some more and maybe watch a bit of Olympics and buy a little bit of wine. Yes, 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 yes. Every day was like this day. So, that's cool. Yeah, so, um, it's just a mammoth day out, and then that reward of the Olympics home, and then I was inspired by, I think reading Hemway is encouraging me to have a bit of wine at night, which I think is okay with food. Uh, I, I, I wrote... I do these things where I just record a little soundbite. Maybe I notice something and then I send it to friends to cheer them up. So I'm just going to play one now. It's called Wagtail. It's from for, from that perfect day. I was on the canal and a wagtail jumped in front of me. I <laughs> pressed the wrong button. Let's have a look. Let's try again. Wandering the canals, mother ducks on high alert, a wagtail bursts onto the sea, unseen ghost, like someone I know has come to say hello. Yeah, I don't know what they are, I don't know what I'd call them, they just, they capture a, they just capture a feeling. It's 
good to share, man. Uh, yeah. What was so massive uh, distraction? What was we? What was I talking about? Hemingway, wasn't it? Have a look. Beautiful expanse of silence. this the come up do you ever do you ever feel low do you ever get low does your mood falter or can it be called fault it's more a feeling of inconsistency yesterday I was able to talk freely and think about the future today I want to close all the doors and windows and turn off my phone forever <laughs> and pin all my contact where does this shift in perspective come from and which one is the real you? Or is it natural to retreat periodically? <laughs> yeah, like we said before, just mist mysterious, isn't it? It's a bloody mystery. Very mysterious. Uh, what else did I planned? So, let's have a look at So it's night time. I don't normally record at night time. It's interesting. I have been... I've been out again today. I had another great, lovely day. Uh, so yeah, this this new regime, new food regime is... Basically, eat between four and nine. Eat whatever I want, but just between four and nine. And then fast the rest of the time, just drink coffee and water. Uh, and it's, it is, it's a, you really can focus on more. And you do feel better. It's weird. I'd love to be able to do it all the time. I don't usually what happens is I go back to work and it's just so mentally draining that you just end up making bad decisions and you end up eating. I think sleep is the key, isn't it? If you sleep well, things usually go well, don't they? Or what is it? It's linked to your sort of your willpower. Uh, you are you definitely you have more willpower if you're sleeping better, something along those lines. So, right. Uh, maybe I'm gonna have to stop. I'm, I've I've lost my train of thought, and I can't. Uh... <laughs> uh, should we hear from?
Let's should we hear from Luke Kennard? Let's have a look. This is uh I bought this book a while ago and it's called The Notes on the Sonnets and I was gonna try and read the sonnets and then read maybe we can try it now. Here's one, it's called so sonnet number thirty seven. So he's doing he's writing a what's the word? Just sort of Notes. <laughs> oh, I'll read one anyway. Fuck it. This is called As a Decrepit Father Takes Delight. The way hangovers mature in your thirties into a kind of existential mould. I want the kind of success and happiness for you I want for all my own children. I want you to feel loved and known, or known and loved, or failing that. Because really, who can expect such extravagance? I want the ache to be transfigured into something you can use. Otherwise, knowing that you exist, that at this moment you are waiting for a train, that you have... Oh, God. Otherwise, knowing that you exist, that at this moment you are waiting for a train, that you have had to start the same page again, because you were concentrating. <laughs> Shit. I've just done what he's just said there. Uh, <laughs> you've had to start the same page again because you weren't concentrating. And I wasn't, I was drifting. My mind was, I don't know where it went, I forgot. That you are tired. That if someone asked you something, they would get to hear your voice. I love the channels, damned with exhausting half-thoughts. Funny how the latte has become one of the laziest class signifiers, as if every dead high street didn't contain at least two costas. <laughs> He's like a sort of borderline star cynic, sort of observations. So that Costa is this uh, coffee house where you can buy really expensive coffee that's not very good. Uh, this it's kind of super disappointing. Uh, British coffee culture's gone down that way of Starbucks and and Costa and stuff. And I went to, a, I I stumbled upon a new coffee place today. It was amazing. This little place. Oh, he's going to fail, but uh, just not. You know, it's not not enough footfall. And but it was actually a delicious coffee. Colombian uh, it's kind of like joyful to find but knowing that it's fleeting but yeah just have to enjoy it while I can but I had a cup of coffee there that was just delicious and uh, yeah I almost when I hear about Australia their coffee culture how they've resisted all this obviously in Italy and and yeah, a few European, Spain as well. I mean, I guess it, maybe. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Across Europe, you can get good coffee, pretty much. But obviously, in England, we tend to follow what America does instead of following what the Europeans do. It's a shame, isn't it? When it comes to food and and stuff. But so, what was the uh, so the other the poem we was sing as a decrepit father takes the light. Let's just see if we can find it. <laughs> so I think... Man, I'm a little bit lit. Or I'm a little bit tight, as, as Hemingway would say. He's just referring to a bit of drunkness. So, uh, Sonnet 37, where is it? Oh, 
We've got the full power now. As a decrepit father takes delight to see his active child do deeds of youth, so I made lame my fortune's dearer spite. Take all my comfort of thy worth and truth, for whether beauty, birth, or wealth, or wit, or any of these, all, or all, or more, entitled in thy parts, do crowned sit, I make my love engrafted to this store. So then I'm not lame, poor, nor despised, whilst that this shadow doth such substance give, that I in thy abundance am sufficed, and by a part of all thy glory live. Look what is best, that best I wish in thee. This wish I have, then ten times happy me. Wow, that's that's quite beautiful, isn't it? You have to, uh, yeah, I don't know, it just makes me feel like you have to be kind to yourself, you know, you have to, or as, as the great Theravon would say, be good to yourself. It's amazing, isn't it, when you look back, and in, in, it depends what energy is moving through you, doesn't it? When the darkness is moving through me, just every regret is like a spear in my side. Like I'm nailed to the cross, and just sword is being driven into me. And uh, but when when the good energy is moving through you, it's like you can just be like you can just be kind, like you'd be kind to a, a suffering child. Or <laughs> amazing, really, isn't it? I don't. Know, do we have any real? control over it is it just ah Cool man, I enjoyed that. I hope you did. So I don't go into much detail. I just get a feeling from these things. Uh, maybe I should research them before I do it. But I like the spontaneity, and, I, and I'm sure you do too, if you're still listening. Uh, so what is the moral of this whole thing? <laughs> I guess it is just be good to yourself. Be good to yourself. Uh, yeah, it's, and so, and then it all just spirals out from there, doesn't it? I think. And uh, so, uh, what will we call that? So that could be a new section called "Notes on the Sonnets," <laughs> inspired by Luke Kennard. And I was just thinking, let's go back to a, a theme that came up once about generosity, you know. And I'll just sort of let you know where I am at the moment. Uh, I, yeah, during this sort of dark, sort of rough patch, I sort of started to dip into, I've sort of stopped, I haven't been taking bird food out of me. I've got some... But I've not been doing it, I don't know why. And then, so that experiment has sort of petered out a little bit. 
what I have managed now to I'm, I've, I've researched uh, a fund to donate to there's these funds now that can manage I'm looking for maximum efficiency and then I'm going to sort of set up a direct debit so I don't have to so it just happens automatically and I've found this and I've, I've managed to get it all set up now well I tested it and uh, yeah so I'm going to set up a direct debit I can't even remember what this thing's called but it's <laughs> I guess I should have given you all the details but I don't know something like GiveWell UK and they have these funds that sort of manage they find, they, they'll research the most uh, efficient charities effective altruism so yeah I'm going to do that and yeah I think that's good man I think that's sort of set something in place which I feel good about and then it inspires me to potentially earn more money so I can maybe donate more don't know if, I don't know yeah just interesting uh, I got, obviously I got the idea from what was it Summer what was the guy so he was on the Sam Harris app thing and uh, he was on about sort of giving having a, having a baseline of how much you need and then donating everything else to good causes which is a I think it's probably a good idea. Yeah, how much do we need? I have no idea. Uh, also, yeah, just donate and just trying to be more generous with myself and not. to revisit it it's an interesting area something uh, I don't really understand but it, but it makes sense what else did I do I went to mass for the first time in maybe a thousand years it was it was it was very it was very uplifting. Quite an interesting and beautiful scenes. Uh, I think I might go again tomorrow. Yeah, Catholic Mass. Catholic churches are very beautiful inside. And just the spirit of... The spirit of gratitude. Uh, it's... it's it's lovely to be around. I won't delve into that too much, but maybe I'll come back to it. Uh, how long have I been talking for? I don't even know. Maybe I'm coming to the end. I don't know if to sing a song today. I don't even... I can't even...
I'm just going to search for a song that I've, I've, I've gone really blank. Uh, just bear with me. Might sing some Leonard. Sing some Leonard. It's one you know. I'll sing this and I'll say good night. I hope <laughs> everything is all right. darkness now I think I'll go straight to bed after this good night everyone I lit a thin green candle to make you jealous of me but the room just filled up with mosquitoes they heard that my body was free I took the dust of a long sleepless night And I put it in your little shoe And then I confessed that I tortured the dress That you wore for the world to look through I showed my heart to the doctor and he said I'd just have to quit And then he wrote himself a prescription And your name was mentioned on it And then he locked himself in a library shelf With the details of our honeymoon And I hear from the nurse that he's gotten much worse and his practice is all in a ruin I heard of a saint who had loved you So I studied all night in his school He taught that the duty of lovers Is to tarnish the golden rule just when I was sure that his teachings were pure He drowned himself in the pool And his body is gone But down here on the lawn His spirit continues to droom An Eskimo showed me a movie Recently taken of you The poor man could hardly stop shivering His lips and his fingers were blue I suppose that he froze when the wind took your clothes I guess he never got warm But you stand there so nice in your blizzard of ice Please let me come into the storm Good night everyone